Welcome to All Business No Bull. Our special guest is a young lady who has worn many hats to include business owner and safety instructor. Currently, she's best known as the founder of Hummingbird Management and Yoga, the wonderfully talented Tamika Dizon. Hi, Tamika. Hi, Don. Thanks Welcome. for having me. Yes, thank you and happy holidays. Happy New Year. <laughs> you know, Tamika, I believe that behind every business, there is a personal story, a biography. And you seem to come from a constellation of different backgrounds and different stories that I think is a wonderful salad. Why did you start Hummingbird? The reason I started Hummingbird for the very simple, easy reason yes. was to protect the ones that I love, plain and simple. Through, like you said, my story has many different facets to it. And... Along the way, I realized there was one common thread, and that was safety. Yes. Safety encompasses not just what the rules and regulations say, but what we do at home. And that's where the health part comes in. So they go hand in hand, and that's why. Because I realized through all those different jobs, through those different environments, and the people that I love and what they do, they were missing that element of safety and wellness together. You see, I've, I've, I've read your story and I've taken a look at your YouTube videos and some other material you produced. And if I, if I were to put everything, let's say, into a nuclear centrifuge and spin it at ultra fast velocity, I think that the resulting plutonium would be that you simply have a love for people. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. uh, I get overwhelmed with wanting to be with people. Yes. In both good and bad aspects. I want to be with people. I want to be a part of their lives. I want to be part of the good stuff. Yes. I want to make sure that everyone has a great time and goes home mm -hmm. just the way they came in. How, how long have you been in business? This month is five years for me oh, as wow. an LLC. Uh -huh. So I'm. it's a big month for me. I'm very excited because I really feel this is the launching point from startup and building to actually being out there doing what we do. Five years basically means that you opened up and were operating during a difficult time, during COVID. Did that impact your business in any way? Absolutely. Uh -huh. One of the first things to be cut is a training budget. Mm -hmm. So for most of the pandemic, I was not being a trainer. I was not able to do safety trainings. However, I still was able to do emergency training, CPR training, first aid trainings, because those never go away. Yes. During that time was when I was able to refine the wellness side of the business, get up to speed on how to use cameras, Zoom, all of these things, because that's how I'm going to reach my audience. So that was the building phase. Thankfully, in a way, it helped. Yes. Have you ever worked for anyone else or is business all that you know? I have worked retail, automotive shops. Um, I've worked for small businesses. I've worked construction. I spent almost 14 years in transportation, yes. training and safety. Um, so I have many, many different hats that I've worn. Yes. Um, and my love is in the entertainment world. So that's where I'm heading and taking my business. Yes, I see the common thread of people here as well too. I'd like to ask you this. It common, it's a common occurrence that when 
people get into business, when they become an entrepreneur, that it becomes very difficult to punch someone else's clock. That is very true. Yes. Absolutely. 100% true. You have to really control your emotions. Yes. Your facial expressions. Yes. And you have to breathe instead of responding. For sure. Mm -hmm. um, and in the new environment with social media, you can't take anything too seriously. Uh -huh. Are you emotional when it comes to business? I'm emotional when it comes to life. So, yes. Yes. Um, I believe that our emotions have a lot to tell us. And if you know what they're telling you, it will help you navigate business, life, and so much more. Yes. Now, I noticed that your background is actually from the islands, from the Caribbean. Now, people yes. from the Caribbean tend to be very warm-hearted people. Uh, I, I, I would assume that that plays a role in the, the genuine energy, positive energy, the aura that you have. Uh, can you tell us a little bit more about that in terms of maybe being very family-oriented and how that plays into your business? Absolutely. I agree. People from the islands are very hospitable, very kind, very generous people. However, it's very important that I put this out there because I am in a yoga space. That does not mean that we let people walk over us. We're yes. firm. We're fair. We are here to live life just like everybody else. And so it's important that for me and my business, people understand that I'm a balance. I'm kind and generous, but I'm also firm and fair. Yes, I'm glad that you brought that up about not, not letting people step on you. Now, the next question actually is going to kind of stem from that. Do you find the fact that you're a woman causes you to be, maybe be even a little bit more extra uh, aware of that? Is it, is it still a man's world in, in, the, in the type of business that you do? I walk a very interesting path. Yes. Because I walk the path of both cultural appropriation yes. and sexism. Yes. And in all of the environments, whether it's yoga, wellness, entertainment, safety, it is still a man's world. Yes. That is not that is not what it used to mean like 20 years ago. Things have become very progressive. Uh, the environments in which I end up working in, for the most part, because of who I am yes. as a person and what I bring to the table with my skills, I get a lot of respect. I still get the things, but for the most part, people are just there to do a job. If you're doing your job and you're doing it well, they have no reason to question why you're there. Yes. How do you brand yourself, Tamika? That's a difficult thing, right? Because I'm walking in two different worlds. Yes. So I brand myself as Safety and Wellness United, kind of a play on the yoga and uniting. I am branding myself as an individual. I don't have a team that I work with, so I am an individual that comes in and coaches and does training. It is very difficult to have a consistent brand without a team. And that's where I'm at now with, um, thankfully, like I said, this is the five years. So this is the upgrade, right? So I'm yes. upgrading the branding. I'm making everything look very smooth and similar. And across my platforms, you'll see the same brand logo. You'll see the same font. All of those things 
help with wrecking with recognition and accountability and feeling confident in what you're putting out. Yes. I am a big, big believer in fake it till you make it in a good way. Yes. So you have to start off by doing things poorly and you have to be okay with that. You have to have a okay logo just to have something. And then we upgrade and it gets a little bit better and it gets a little bit better. And Social media helps with that because they're free platforms. It's fairly easy to have a one page, here's what I do, this is what it looks like, and then I'm the person that goes out there. I'm a little bit older than you are. (laughs) Probably a little bit more than a little bit older than you are. And I've seen society change vis-a-vis health concerns, spirituality, to include yoga and wellness. And it's today what we see is not anything like what I would see, what I saw in the 1970s. Yeah. Now I think that you've got because of that. I think you've got a fantastic idea, and I think that what the way that you brand is very good. I agree with you 100% regarding a dream team. I think that one of the biggest obstacles for young businesses that want to form a dream team is that they really can't offer anything to the initial members other than the vision and equity. Do you have that same issue? Absolutely. I'm only now getting to a point where I could pay people. Have you ever thought of franchising? I think that you have a great idea for possible franchising in the future. It's in the journal of ideas. Uh It's there um, and I have the idea for it. It's gonna be a long time to get there because unfortunately and fortunately, The industry that I'm in is a relationship industry. So I have to build relationships and build trust before I can bring in something like that. I I think that we might have some common ground here. Uh, As we we said, I think you've got a great brand. I think you've got a a service, which is is very good. And it it serves a, a, a deeper purpose in terms of helping people and wellness. And I think the franchising concept is a very good concept as well too. I think you've got a great online presence as well, great personality. So, um, would you be open to investors possibly? That is something that I'm interested in. Yes. I'm just not sure really about any of it. Being an individual, doing all of the business tasks, you have to learn all of these things yes. or I have to find trusted people to advise me. And yes. I have not yet found the financing or the advising. You have a very nice website too. I, I took a look at it. Do you offer memberships as well? Coming soon. Um, this month we're working on getting the membership up and running. That's great to hear. How about maybe perhaps a, do you, anything akin to like an online university because I know yoga goes beyond simple stretching exercises. Absolutely. So with the membership, we're looking to expand to actual in-depth yoga teaching and safety teaching. So you'll get a combination of both safety topics and yoga topics, and sometimes they'll be mashed together. Now you mentioned safety. Can you tell us a little bit more because safety covers a very large spectrum of what you do in terms of safety? Absolutely. So when I talk about safety, I'm really talking about occupational health and safety 
or environmental health and, safe, and safety. So those are your workplace safety programs. They follow OSHA regulations. I teach OSHA 30 and 10 hour courses for the construction industry and the general industries. Yes. And so that covers every type of worker out there from your fast food worker to home health aides to live entertainment and crew. So every one of those people that you see at a concert has to have some sort of safety training, whether they are climbing up on something yes. or rigging something so that it's safe. So I'm their teacher and I go and do on-site trainings or I do them coming online, hopefully soon. And then I also do safety inspections and help companies and individuals create safety plans for their employees. So that's the safety aspect of it. So in effect, you actually are running two businesses, it sounds like. You're a very busy person. The five-year plan is that it will no longer feel like two businesses. It'll be a nice streamlined one business. All right. Now add to that, are, are you also married? Uh, do you have a family? Are you a mom? I am a dog mom. I have two dogs. Yes. And I have a lovely um, supportive husband who helped get all of this together today. So in addition to the many hats that we mentioned at the very beginning, you also uh, run a household too. How do you manage to juggle all of this? I'm up really late at night. Yeah, I don't get much sleep. <laughs> uh, but honestly, the first few years were difficult, really were difficult. Now that I'm hitting the stride at five years, I'm really streamlined in what I'm doing, how I'm doing it, and the topics of what I'm talking about and what's going forward. I've done a lot of the back end organization yes. so that the front end goes smoothly. Where do you see yourself in ten, in five years and 10 years? In five years, mm -hmm. I would like to be speaking at professional conferences. Uh, whether that be live entertainment conferences or um, safety conferences, but I really want to be in that arena of getting my message out there. Also just holding classes in those spaces, hitting people from around the country, around the world. Um, and in 10 years, I would like to be fully, not just fully operational, but able to do those franchising things that I want to do pull in other networks of people and groups so that I'm still going to be an individual, but I'm going to have my team and I'm going to have a team of people out there who are doing the same thing for themselves and for the people they're around. You mentioned team, a dream team. We mentioned possible uh, investors. We mentioned possible franchising the future. So maybe we can help you with this. If any investors, uh, individuals who might be able to help you with franchising or any interested uh, dream future dream team members who believe in what you do would be interested, would be mission oriented, would uh, believe in your mission. How would, how would it be best for them to contact you? It would be best to contact me through um, my email address, hummingbirdmanagement at gmail.com. And I'm sure that'll be available um, wherever you put your description and stuff. And then outside of that, you'll find me on YouTube. That's where I'm going to start posting the majority of my content 
So you'll be able to interact with me on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And lastly, have you noticed any specific demographic that tends to uh, to uh, contact you, tend to participate, uh, that forms the uh, largest portion, let's say, of your client base? Absolutely. So it's people that are generally under the age of 50. Okay. So it's the age range of about 25 to 50, men and women and by a non-binary, everyone in between. That's my energy attraction. Yes. We are in the same spaces. We can talk about the same things. We're heading in the same direction. Whereas they're more likely to spend the money. Yes. Uh, versus the older demographic, while I still have them, they are more along the lines of casual clients. And here we are, we're talking about health and wellness and I'm smoking a cigar. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would have joined you if had I known. Well, you're also an aficionado? So it's kind of my little guilty pleasure moment. Yes. A nice cigar, a nice alcohol, uh -huh. and a nice view. You know, I think very few people know this but I've had the personal experience of discovering that cigar lounges tend to be very good places to make business connections. Absolutely. Very good places. And po most people don't seem to know them. There seems to be almost like a leveling democracy where in a cigar lounge, you can have the CEO of a company sitting next to a locksmith mm -hmm. and they'll, they'll, they'll converse, they'll talk. It's, Honestly, it's one of the major reasons why I started learning about cigars and smoking them was to get into those environments where I could have those conversations. I even learned to play golf so that I could have those conversations. Possibly another avenue of marketing for you. Maybe some mm -hmm. cigar magazines as well, too. Yeah. yeah. Having the experiences of work that I have really has given me skills to go into any environment and talk to anyone. I can talk about expensive liquors. I can talk about expensive cigars. I can talk about nature. I can talk about any topic that my client wants to talk about. That, that's very interesting. And I'm glad to hear that because a lot of people are held back by fear. It almost seems unrational. I've seen salespeople freeze at a telephone for 45 minutes because they were they were afraid to make a make a make a cold call yeah. but but your background as well as uh, your background in terms of your work in terms of what you've done in life and in terms of the culture that you come from seems to be completely the opposite oh yes we are very outgoing people <laughs> i am from the island of trinidad and tobago and we are not shy mm -hmm. uh it was a competition to see who was the loudest I'm I'm willing to make it to roll dice and make a bet on something as well too. I'm also from an immigrant background. My parents, God bless them, they've already passed on. They immigrated from Iran in the 1950s, and the immigrant ex experience, especially in the United States, is has some certain commonalities, mm -hmm. and they're not always treated very well. Does your uh, work with safety in any way uh, support your desire to make things good or make things better for the immigrant? 100%. Yes. 100%. Um, 
the reason why I do safety training and the reason why I'm doing it on a platform like YouTube where it's free yes, or at a very low cost on my website is for accessibility because there isn't free resources now. There aren't bite-sized moments of safety that exist right now. Yes. And the honest truth is the people that are needing the, the information, those that are in the immigrant situation, don't have time to sit for 12, 40 hours at a time because yes. they have to put food on the table. Yes. So it took a long time. This is a, a business plan that's been in the works since I was a teenager. Yes. And just collecting skills and knowledge to the point where I can do this because I don't want to be at a management level. I don't want to be teaching or dealing with corporate people for my clients. I know that I have to because that's the reality of what a business is. Yes. But my effect is for that hourly waged employee, that person who if they get hurt today, can't put food on their table tomorrow. Yes, I I, I can understand that that uh, feeling from the heart as well too. Mm -hmm. It's not all about dollars and cents. It's also about helping those who, well, you know what, in a way it kind of is because you're making a future investment there. Mm -hmm. Not in, necessarily in today's dollars, but in tomorrow's dollars. Mm -hmm. uh, making an investment to take care of those who are sometimes invisible. And being a small business myself, being an individual, I have the opportunity to barter, which is something that if I was working for a corporation, I wouldn't be able to do. Yes. So I can barter for things that aren't just money that I need in my life as well. I'm glad you bar brought barter up because barter is not something that you probably would see very often in the curriculums of business schools. Yeah. But it's used all the time. Mm -hmm. It's used all the time. And here's something else, too. How often do they teach in business schools to put the business in your mouth? And what I mean by that is, let's say, let's say the, the business is, involves something food-related. Uh, it's not, at that point, it's not, we're not only talking about uh, profit margins. We're not only talking about a customer acquisition costs, but does the product taste good? Is it good for you? You know? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I take it a little too far personally, and I know that's just because of who I am, but if I can get the people closest to me to buy in, then I've done my job. Well, Tamika, it's been lovely talking with you. I wish you the very best. And I'm absolutely sure you're going to be successful. You are successful, but you know what I mean, I, that you, your, yeah. ex, your success will be exponential. Thank you so much, Don. Hummingbird Management and Yoga's Tamika Dizan, our special guest on tonight's edition of All Business, No Bull. I'm Don Carlos. Have a great rest of the week. Remember to follow us, subscribe, and like. We'll see you next time on All Business, No Bull. Thank you so much.